0: Welcome to Tripod Trivia Night. Thanks for joining me for this weekly sports quiz, testing your knowledge, pick up some pub ammo, and hopefully have a bit of fun with me tonight. All under 30 minutes. We'll go about five rounds. I'm Jacob Wynn, and this show is brought to you in partnership with Top Sport. If you are playing along with me, let me know if you're in the house, uh, and let's have a crack. Uh, If you want the show to continue into December, let us know as well if you've been enjoying it. If people are enjoying it, I, I'm enjoying it too. So I'll keep putting together questions each week. Uh, you should know the drill by now: 25 points up for grabs, five different rounds each week. You're trying to attain goat level status, which is scoring 21 or better. So keep your score as you go. You'll have even more fun. See how your wisdom stacks up. And with that being said, let's get straight in. Into- Round one, where we are going to test how many people can remember the year of major sporting moments. And question number one, first question of the night is what year did Cathy Freeman win gold at the Olympic Games? Can see Lockie, who I remember killed it last week, he's on the ball. Plenty of people getting that. Maybe that was an easy one to get you guys warmed up. Sydney, 2000 Olympics that was. Uh, She was the 400-metre world champion going in, and she carried the nation on her back around one lap of Stadium Australia for a famous win. Question two. Sorry, I put it up on the screen there. Question two. The Wallabies, much maligned recently, and we talked a bit of Rugby World Cup last couple of weeks, or going back two or three weeks ago. But can you actually remember the last time the Wallabies did win the Rugby World Cup? It has happened. It wasn't too recent, but I'm interested to know how many people can recall the year that the Wallabies saluted and uh, were at the top of World Rugby. Thanks for playing along, guys. can see answers coming in. 2003, incorrect. That was agonizingly close extra time lost to England I think where Johnny Wilkinson took over 1999 though Brandon and a couple of private uses um nailing it there 1999 is correct also mentioning Australia did win in 91 I was after the last win so congrats everyone I got 99 uh, Australia smashed France in the final what that was at Cardiff and I've got a bonus question for you and this isn't for the quiz, but just, you know, on the topic of rugby. Okay, winning the World Cup's not easy. There's only one every four years. Everybody's competing, right? What about the Bledisloe Cup? There's only two teams competing. It's Australia and New Zealand every year. So a two-horse race, you've always got a chance. And it's on every year. It's not every four years. Can anyone remember the last time Australia won slash retained the Bledisloe Cup? And that is not officially a question. It's just kind of a bonus question since we're on the topic of rugby and um, the Wallabies. And Brandon's 2001, now you're putting me on the spot, it was two. I want to say 2,000. So fact check me, guys. And if if it was 2001, I'm going to throw Brandon straight in the major prize draw. But I want to say 2,000 was John Eels kicking the – goal from the sideline uh and that's you know anyway it's 20 plus years ago in a two horse race which is pretty crazy so sorry Aussie rugby fans um can only get better again from here question three so 1999 is the answer that I was looking for last time Australia won the rugby world cup when was the last time Australia hosted an Olympic Games what year was that Lockie Hall says 2002 might have been when Australia last retained the bledders So appreciate the comments coming through and appreciate everyone who is getting question three correct. Well done, guys. Uh, Simo, 1956. Lockie's right as well. Brandon too. 1956, which was Melbourne. We just mentioned, of course, Sydney, 2000, and it's Brisbane's turn next, 2032 coming up. Okay, everyone's going to remember the last time Australia won the Cricket World Cup for one-day internationals. But I'm wondering how many can remember the last time, so the previous occasion when Australia did win the one-day World Cup. So that is prior to Sunday slash Monday morning uh, Aussie time in India wasn't that long ago everyone's onto it. 2015 is correct. so Australia missed out 2019 I think we talked about that last week it was England and Brandon's onto it here though 2015 final at the MCG beat New Zealand uh, and that so you know Australia's got a great record through World Cups but you've got to say what they've achieved at the most recent World Cup you lose your two opening games you then go on and win eight straight, nine straight. Uh, Nine straight, I think they had to win, including avenging the two losses. South Africa and then, of course, India. And this Indian side was a juggernaut team. And I mean, I don't want to rub it in to any Indian followers, but it's like you've got a country that's 1.3 billion people with a clear national sport. You've got Australia with what 30 million people. We split our interests among many major sports. um, To beat them on their home turf, I know that that really hurt them. And to silence maybe the biggest crowd on on record uh, for a cricket match. Uh, it was outstanding. So what an achievement uh, by Australia. Well done. And plenty of happy Aussies this week. And there were plenty of happy Aussies for 2015, the answer there. Australia won the World Cup most previously, uh, most recently, other than this week. But there were plenty of happy Aussies this year. Can you remember where you were? Can you remember the year when the Socceroos beat Uruguay on a, in a penalty shootout? in the World Cup qualifiers, which secured a spot in the World Cup uh, for the first time in over 30 years for Australia. And I can see the guesses coming through and they're within a year, so I think people can remember it pretty well because it was the 2006 World Cup in Germany where Australia went on to make the knockout stages and only lost to the champions. Not unlike this year, uh, back in 2006 losing to Italy agonizing. And of course this year, or I should say it was December, um, Australia lost losing to Argentina, who went on to win it. So you never know, it might've been the second best team, but 2006 is not the correct answer because it was the qualifier. I believe it might've been late in the year, maybe November, 2005, uh, I think people, even if they weren't big soccer fans, can remember that moment, Aloisi, uh, that winning goal. For me, it's a kind of remember-where-you-were moment. Do you remember how many points you scored? And plenty of people answered uh, 2005. Well done, Chad. Uh, do you remember how many you got out of five? So keep your score again to see where you're going to stack up at the end. And you could be anywhere from zero to five points right now. And we'll just keep playing and we we'll Round two, which is brought to us by Top Sports Same Game Multis. So you may or may not be aware they've got more of their player props under their regular markets for the US sports like NBA, NFL than they have ever before. So if you like to name five or so legs uh, in a same game, I give Toppy a try. You'll find those odds are aggressive the way we like them compared to some bookies. Let's be honest, some of those same game multi calculators can be downright offensive. And round two is name five, and we're just going to keep the cricket theme. And I want to know, how many countries can you name that have won the in the World Cup of Cricket for one-day internationals? So I'm going to assume that even if you're living under a rock, we've already just talked about Australia, you can count Australia. So I'm basically giving you a free point there. But how many other countries can you come up with that have won the Cricket World Cup? Uh, this is One Day Internationals, although, which is, you know, the traditional format, although interestingly enough, the exact same countries that have won the 50-over format are the ones that have won the T20 World Cup. So even if you get your formats mixed up, you can't use that as an excuse. Now, as always, with Name 5, there could be more than five answers, but you can only score a maximum of five points for however many nations you get correctly. And I can see heaps of answers flying through, which I appreciate. I'm just going to give you a little bit more time to think before we reveal all right let's have a look guys so there are six and let's go in reverse order and i can see Plenty of people: Nate, Lockie, Simo, Brandon, uh, all with the correct five, at least five of them. So Australia, most recently, as we know, England last World Cup. I think that was one of our answers. India, 2011. Sri Lanka, the winners in 1996. Pakistan in '92, and the West Indies won the first two ever Cricket World Cups in '75 and '79. If you're wondering. So, how'd you go in that round again? up to five points were up for grabs and we just kept it with cricket there. I do want to actually say if you go back to the cricket winners though when I was reviewing this, doing my research as Nate says, uh, damn not South Africa, you know, the two most notably absent, it it wasn't that hard to pick countries that had won because we all know there probably are only eight or nine, you know teams that have ever been strong and probably only about that many test cricket playing nations and you figure they're the ones that would have ever been at the top of world cricket but Notably absent, New Zealand, we talked about in the final against England last time around, in the final against Australia 2015. And how about South Africa, a proud cricketing nation, an accomplished cricketing nation. They've never even made a final, I was surprised to see, uh, looking back at the history of the Cricket World Cup. So, again, sorry not to rub it in, but I found that quite interesting. Uh, uh, New Zealand and uh, South Africa's trophy cabinets remain bare in that regard. Let's move to the next round where there's an opportunity to get into the major prize pool. So again, add your scores together. What you got out of 5 there plus round 1, the who am I is 5 clues and the first correct answer that I see in the live chat is going to go in the major prize draw. Again, the major prize draw is thanks to Top Sports sponsoring this series. It's going to be Magic Round tickets. There's going to be a jersey of your choice, your sporting choice. Uh, and I'm going to throw in some tripod merch that you can't even buy at this point. So that'll all be up for grabs. I'll probably do the big draw either last show or second last show, and I'm putting people in each week. As I mentioned, the other way you get in the draw is if you catch an incorrect answer and call me out, and you're the first to call me out in the comments, which could happen tonight. I'm going to have to look back and see what the true answer is with Australia with the Bledisloe. I know that was a bonus question. I'll throw someone in. It did happen one other time this season where I threw Marcio in. and corrected me. So if you're eagle-eyed, I'm definitely capable of a mistake or two along the way. But there's an opportunity for those of us playing live right now. If you can get it, the Who Am I after one guess, that would also score you five points. One less point for every additional clue that you need. But have a guess, even if it's to yourself uh, or in the comments, have a guess after each clue because there's no deduction for getting it wrong. Clue number one, the jersey that I wore was number 23. Did anyone get it just from one clue? Some comments firing in, but I haven't. I'm not going to put anything up on the screen. You have an opportunity to have a guess for themselves. Clue number two: I've been on the cover of a video game, which I think many of our Who Am I's have been, as it as it happens. Does that jog anyone's memory? Four points if you got it after the second clue. The third clue. Uh, which is worth three points if you're still waiting to get it right. I won a World Cup in 1999. Let me have a look. Plenty of guesses coming in, but now you're getting an era at least. World Cup winner in 1999. My highest test score was 99. So 99 World Cup winner, 99 highest test score. It's meant to get easier as we get through the clues, plus you've got to put it all together and hopefully plenty of you can figure it out, but especially well done to those that got it after just uh, one or two clues. Let me wrap it with the final clue. If you're not there yet already, I had 708 test wickets. So at this point, a score, I mean, a World Cup winner, I didn't specify the sport, but you're hearing a score 99, test wickets. Now you know it's cricket. So did that give this one away, the fact that there's a bit of a cricket theme tonight? Maybe you guessed it, that it is the man, the myth, the legend, the late, great Shane Keith Warren. Rest in peace. Let's have a look at the comments. The first couple of guesses were Michael Jordan, Jerry, my. Michael and I, you know I knew I'd throw people there with jersey 23. Lance Franklin, uh, LeBron, but Dan Cole is going to be in the draw. He was the first to correctly guess Shane Warne, who also wore 23. Maybe people don't remember cricket jersey numbers as much. Uh, I mentioned you know won the one-day international World Cup with Australia in 1999. That 99 Test score is cruel because he could bat a little bit and an international. Test century just eluded him, and I can remember that where he, he hit a reckless shot against New Zealand, and I don't know if people know this, but gets caught on the boundary for 99 against New Zealand in Perth, and I think it's years after the fact, or days after, anyway, after the fact, it's established that Vittori, who dismissed him, had bowled and no ball, had overstepped the line. So how cruel is that? But it doesn't really take away uh from what a Goliath SK was. He, Another athlete I would argue transcended his sport, gone too soon, and, you know, talk about 708 Test wickets to this day, still the second most in the history of Test cricket. Uh, others, Trooper got Shane Warne, Brandon Shane Warne, Michael Clark was Simo's guess, but going back in these comments now, you know, depending on how many clues were available, um, not sure when these, some of these guesses came through, but I can see that a heap of people got Warney and Dan is stoked to be in the major prize draw. That was the Who Am I? Just a couple more rounds to go. Let's keep it moving. (music) Round four. So part of the idea of this show uh, as well is you can have fun playing it, but you might pick up little tidbits or info that just makes for an interesting conversation that you can have with your friends at work, whatever. I figure a lot of people are having kind of cricket chat this week. So I just wanted to make this one a bit more of a cricket-heavy show. And the next topic, again, tally up your score before we get into round four. So you could be anywhere from zero to 15 right now, depending on how many clues you needed to solve Warning: assuming most of us did get there eventually. Round four is all about coaches. So every answer is going to be a famous sporting coach. And I'm just going to kick it off with, do you know who coaches the Australian men's cricket team? As Jerry can remember, Warnie's dismissal to slog sweep caught on the boundary by Mark Richardson, and a bunch of people do know the Aussie coach, who is of course. Andrew McDonald, well done, everyone getting that correct in the comments. I must admit, like I'm no cricket aficionado, and and I, so I always wonder, like, how much does a cricket coach do? In my mind, it's not as important as a football coach, but maybe that's just me not understanding the intricacies. But in any case, if you take a step back and look at what the Aussie cricket team achieved this year, and you've got a World Test Championship. You you win the Ashes. You just won the World Cup on Indian soil. I mean. There was a lot made of letting Langer go a year ago. Um, McDonald doesn't seem to have that same profile, which is why I was interested to see how many would actually get that right. But the results speak for themselves, don't they? That was question one. Question two, which legendary NFL coach is the Super Bowl champions trophy named after? Well done, Brandon. First one in. Wonder if I stumped a few people. I didn't see nearly as many correct answers fly in as they did for the previous question. But Brandon, Mike, uh, Jerry are on the ball. Vince Lombardi. He was a three-time NFL champion coach, including winning Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two with the Green Bay Packers. And the trophy, as I said, uh, is named after him. I think it has been since 1970. Everyone is vying for the Lombardi Trophy every year in the NFL. Question three Which AFL coach is best on ground is the best on ground medal in the grand final named after? Which legendary AFL coach? Maybe you don't remember the coach, could be before many of our time, but um, you may know the award pretty well if you take an interest in the AFL and plenty do, plenty getting that correct. Well done, guys. Simo, who provides awesome AFL tips in the tripod group, is on the ball there with Norm Smith, Uh, six-time premiership coach with the Ds through the 50s and 60s. I think at one stage, seven straight grand finals they made. From what I could see. Question four, which manager won the English Premier League a record 13 times? 13 is kind of mind-blowing. I know that historically there's only been a certain number of teams, a small handful, that are kind of in contention but that's still ridiculous and when you look at uh, the lifespan of coaches these days is at the highest level. Plenty of people know this one as they should, and I'm I'm not a Manchester United fan by any stretch, but you know you still take your hat off to uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. Again, 13 English Premier League titles. More people than I can even name all got that one right. He won the Premier League in his final season, which was 2013, 10 years ago now. And it's not a coincidence, that's the last time Man United won the EPL as well. And if you're wondering, since Sir Alex retired, the Crosstown rivals Man City have won six English Premier League titles. So it's got to burn a little bit from a United perspective. Question five, let's throw some rugby league in there. So which legendary rugby league coach is the Premiership trophy not only named after but also partially sculpted into? And at the core, I know that plenty of tripod followers are uh, rugby league diehards, so I'm sure plenty of people know this one as well. Although, I've got to admit, the answers aren't flying in as quickly as some of these others. We've got the you may, you know, you might know the premiership trophy, or you may know this man, uh, as the legendary coach. It maybe it's a trick question a little bit. Well, let's talk about Norm Proven, it is the Proven Summons summons Trophy, but Norm Proven is the man I'm talking about who, get this, he was part of the legendary St George Dragons side. He won 10 premierships as a player, but the final four of those he was also the coach. So I just think this player-coach is such a mad concept and I'd love to know in the chat, Can anyone think of any recent examples? Has anyone been a successful player coach in the last decade? And since since the year 2000, I I mean, um, I've seen footage of Benji Marshall uh, lacing the boots up, running around with his team in uh, off-season drills. If he was to come out of retirement, could he do it? You know, you wouldn't doubt someone like Cam Smith if you heard he was going to come back and be a a player coach. It seems to be so dated. I'm a big NBA fan. I'm honestly, as crazy as it sounds, if LeBron James wanted to be a player coach, I think he's the kind of person who could do it. Uh, not only just gifted, but a, you know he's a savant of his sport. So uh, that's pretty wild. Being a, a player coach, obviously, it was more popular uh, at a different time. So well done to everyone who did know that about Norm Proven, uh, and well done if you knew any of those iconic coaches. <laughs> dancers give Craig given a couple of seasons. You know he's he's such a machine. I'm sure he wouldn't look out of place if he did. Um, put the boots back on again. Mike just says nobody could ever do it again. So, five questions were part of round four, which was uh, on the topic of coaches, which means at this point you could have anywhere from zero to 20 points. Again, coming up on the screen is Norm Proven, the final answer. We roll into the final round. So, love to hear what scores people are on, or you can comment at the end let us know how you went. Uh, but a chance to see if we've got any GOAT status among us. And is anyone can anyone get in the twenties tonight? Maybe if they're a cricket fan, they had an advantage. And that's gonna continue into mm-hmm. round five, where we always have questions that are connected to the last seven days to see who's really been paying attention. And Yes, we are going to stick with cricket. I've talked about what a big deal that is and what a great achievement by the Aussies. Uh, so here's the last question connected to that. How many times have Australia won the one-day International World Cup? Because, again, when these kind of uh, achievements happen, then you hear the historical context. And I, I like to put things in into a historical context because it's not just about remembering a recent score. It's kind of um, talking about where this holds its own part of history. And Australia just has a ridiculous record uh, in World Cups. We've talked a bit about the different countries that have won, but I mentioned West Indies won the first two World Cups. India's also won two. But everyone in the comments, every single person who's commented is correct. Well done, Jerry, Mike, Lockie, Brandon, Stephen, Michael. Uh, Six is the correct answer. Six times Australia have been champions of the world in the one-day international format. Question two, we had the Formula One taking place in Las Vegas. I believe it was the first ever time, but it got off to a bit of a shaky start. The first practice session was cancelled when one of the Ferrari cars were damaged after hitting what? Who saw this one in Las Vegas? Yeah, i mean the scenes looked crazy they were using streets in the vegas strip they needed them open in the day for regular traffic then they had to close it all then they had like sessions that could be starting at midnight you know partly for tv audiences in europe and also partly because when they the logistics of keeping the roads closed and when they had to be open i mean uh, it's it was um glamorous the pictures and it looked pretty like a pretty amazing event but uh it was a rocky start for sure, and I can see plenty of people did see that. No, Jerry, it wasn't a strip-up. It was, I've written, a manhole slash drain cover that had popped up and that was impacted by Carlos Sainz' Ferrari, and it affected the race too. I mean, not only did I have to cash, uh, cancel the practice session less than 10 minutes in, but Sainz is, gets a 10-place penalty on the grid because of forced changes due to that repair. Um, Overall, though, it did look like a spectacular event to me. Uh, It was a super casual, well, uh, someone who just just had a little peek at it. Uh, Ultimately, what Verstappen's in Vegas stays in Vegas. Question three. Hang in there with me in this one because it's kind of, I'm going to need to give you a few little clues. We're talking a little bit of international soccer. We just had the international break. We've had, you know, World Cup qualifiers, Euro qualifiers. so. In European soccer, there is a little European country, just a population of around 2 million people, that has had some pretty remarkable results in the last couple of years. So I want to know how many of you can name this country. They beat Germany in Germany in the 2022 World Cup qualifiers. They dramatically defeated Italy in Italy in the 2022 World Cup Playoffs, qualifying playoffs. So that eliminated Italy from making the World Cup. Remember, Italy were the European champions at the time. They were bundled out by this country. And most recently, why it's connected to the last seven days, this team also played out a draw with England. So if you're Italian, maybe you're German, or if you're an English fan and got up to watch that game, I think Tuesday morning, you'll know who this country is. Brandon is on fire tonight. He got it. North Macedonia. So I know some people wouldn't have got got that with 100 guesses. But those are some of the biggest upsets in world sport, Uh, going back to beating Germany in Germany, as I said, and then uh, Italy as well. And it was dramatic, too. I think they scored in the 94th minute. It was about their first shot of the game. And I do think it's something that's awesome about football slash soccer, that it, you know, because of how widespread the sport is and the nature of the sport, you can have a team that's well outside the top 50 in the world can actually beat someone inside the top 10. And I don't know how many other team sports you can say that about. Uh, if you're wondering or if you haven't heard of North Macedonia, they're Eastern Europe, just north of Greece. And for those who really are in the know with their football and, uh, and got that one straight away, like Trooper as well, I'm genuinely curious, can anyone name a single North Macedonian player? Let's move to penultimate question of the night. I can't avoid it. I've got to ask, what team does Taylor Swift's boyfriend play for? And don't pretend you don't know. And plenty of people do in the comments. Well done. They know that, I mean, I could have asked this question many different ways. I could have said, who are the reigning Super Bowl champions? Uh, In fact, there was a Super Bowl rematch played yesterday and the Eagles got a little bit of revenge over the Kansas City Chiefs, who are your answer. Kelsey is that guy on the Chiefs and he was actually fresh off a trip to Argentina to see Taylor on her world tour. He had a bit of a mixed day yesterday. He did start with a touchdown, but also had a crucial fumble and uh, ultimately took the L. Still, I'm sure he's doing all right. Question five. For round, from round five, so final question of the night. I did ask about tennis last week. The question was who secured uh, world, world ranking number one for the, I think, eighth consecutive year, which um, you played last week. You know who that is, and most people who follow tennis do. But the event, the ATP finals have completed now from Turin, and I want to know who won. who won that event. Well done, guys. Novak Djokovic is the correct answer. If you weren't aware, the at ATP Finals they may not be as big as the Grand Slams, but you still you bring together the top eight ranked players in the world, and it's a different format. It's at the end of the season and is a round robin format. And Djokovic not only won it most recently, but he has won this uh, he has won this event a record seven times. For the record, Federer did win it six times. But when I was looking back at the results, it was curious to me that Nadal never won this event. And I don't know if it's because it's always been played on a hard court um, and being at the end of the season, Nadal is such a physical style that he's usually too worn out. I don't know. But what I do find crazy, I'm interested in the take of a tennis fan here, it's like we watched the whole career of Federer. We all marvelled at him. And I think everyone considered that we were watching the greatest player of all time. And if you had to really think about who else was in that conversation, Nadal was right up there, maybe the second best, and their careers almost simultaneous. But for the last 15 years, there was this other guy chipping away who had to compete against Nadal and Federer in their prime, and it's like their windows have only just passed, and already Joker has a resume that's, you know, indisputable, and the scary thing is it's still growing. We talked about that last week. You know, Alcaraz is going to take plenty of these titles away. Um, and, you know, at some point overtakes Joker. Father Time's going to get him eventually. But, uh, he's yeah, he's had a special career. So that was the fifth question for round five. How did you go there? Score out of five and then add that to your tally for the night is going to give you a score out of 25. And, again, I hope that, uh, yeah, tying recent events into a bit of historical context means it's not totally random, can spark a bit of discussion can be entertaining, that's the most important thing. Talking about resumes and jokers might be indisputable. Who's got the best resume tonight? Comment your score if you want, if you're not too embarrassed or maybe, hopefully there's some people that are proud of their score. Uh, Let's have a look at how we rate your scores. If you get 22 or more, you are GOAT level trivia knowledge, sports trivia knowledge. 17 to 21, and Brandon, I, I trust that's true as well because I saw the comments coming through and he was on the money tonight. So Brandon, 22, that's GOAT level. You're an all-star if you're getting 70, 17 to 21. Champion is 13 to 16. Grasshopper, 8 to 12. You can get, you can improve. And Participation Trophy, if you're 0 to 7 but you still stuck out the show with us, uh, thanks for being here. And thanks for playing with me, guys. And give the show a friendly like wherever you're watching it. If you enjoyed it and if you want more of this series, have a great week. Until I see you again and lego.